Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A Dear Media original podcast. I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. <laughs> it was such a quick little, I don't know. I think we were like spring break buddies or something. It was it was a... <laughs> spring break buddies. <laughs> a little blip on the radar. So you guys di- didn't feel the need to let me know when we started dating. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome in. It is Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. Again, I'm Stephen Coletti. And I'm Kristen Cavallari. Hello. <laughs> there she is. And we have episode four of season two of Laguna Beach, the Real Orange County for you guys. It is titled More Than Friends, but I think it should be called Sidekicks because everyone gets a sidekick in this episode. <laughs> this is a big deal. <laughs> We've reached the sidekick moment of the 2000s for our cast members of Laguna Beach, Orange County. Talon's got his, I think in the first scene when he's calling you, he's on a sidekick. And then later in the episode, you and, and Alex H come in. We're like, we just got sidekicks. <laughs> By the way, they were a gift from MTV. And actually that scene where we walk into it and we're like, we just got sidekicks. Look, we like flip it up. That was one of the very last scenes we ever filmed. That was definitely a pickup. I think we had already graduated high school. And here it is. No shit. Seemingly as though it's in January. Yes. But I remember, I mean, we were so excited about these sidekicks and we obviously got them just because we were on the show. We were like one of the first ones to get them. And I loved that sidekick. <laughs> Those things are addicting. It was very addicting to just fire it open and just like type some sort of fake email to somebody just because you're like, this Literally. is really fun to use and play around. You're like, you just wanted to text people. I think it's right. when all of our, our addictions to text messaging actually really were cemented because mm-hmm. it was fun to really get on those things in chat. So you just shoot the shit with friends for no reason, just so you can talk on your sidekick. Literally. You know, what's interesting is we, like when I got that razor from a producer in the first season and you see it at the end of the first season and then when we come back for winter break, we're showing it as we discuss at Lowe's Christmas party. You know, I don't know if that is a deal with Motorola that MTV has that they're getting money for. 100% Steven, they're they're making, uh, it's a side (laughs) hustle. They're making all kinds of money. (laughs) I would imagine with these sidekicks, which I think they were a T-Mobile phone or- Yes, because people pay a lot of money to be on shows like that. (laughs) That's what I figured. I guarantee with the sidekicks, but I was wondering about the first season, like towards the end, when I got a razor 
And it was just me. And it was, I don't know. I was like, if this is kind of a gift, it's almost like, man, sorry, you're about to have some shit happen to you on this show. Like, here's a gift at the end of the season. But no, like, when I see the sidekicks, I was like, all right, yeah. they're definitely making money off the sidekicks. This is like a marketing, you know, this is a plant. But I was wondering with the razor. And 100% yeah, be, the razor too. A hundred percent. I guarantee man, it. We, we didn't They're not see a putting dime. that stuff on the show. Or you know how like they would blur out water bottles, like labels or whatever. They have to blur yeah. that stuff out unless they're getting paid. That's why I think it's so obvious. Or like if you've ever yeah. seen the Kardashians, I remember I didn't watch a lot of it, but I definitely saw it. But I remember one time Kris Jenner had on like a Fitbit or something and she's like walking around her house and they they have a whole conversation about this Fitbit. I'm like, are, are people really, do they really just think that like, this is what's going on in these people's lives? <laughs> no, everyone's getting paid. <laughs> Smart marketing, though, I will say. Yep. Uh, you guys, we do have to point out that, yes, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> we do have a Valentine's Day episode from Laguna Beach, which will air in two weeks. I wish we could have lined it up perfectly for you guys that it all you know, came out on the same day, but we're not that savvy, I guess. Right, Stephen? <laughs> Oh, the Valentine's Day episode. I think it's called I Hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, mm-hmm, and sure is. yeah, while it would have been nice for it to line up for this week, it is coming down the pipeline in a couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think I remember over a couple week period, MTV had me deliver flowers uh-huh. uh, to some people. Multiple and then people. Oh! Jammed into this episode. I remember something. So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into that episode and seeing what that's all about. So me too. that's coming soon, guys. Wish we could have lined up perfectly for you guys. But Nonetheless, we know you guys love Valentine's Day so much. So we'll do, we'll come back to it here on Back to the Beach in a couple of weeks. Celebrate for two weeks straight. <laughs> Absolutely. So this episode is described to you guys as Jason and Town stir up all kinds of trouble when their eyes start to wander from their girlfriends, Taylor and Jessica. And also, this- Taylor wasn't Talon's girlfriend, just saying. <laughs> yeah, this uh, the, you can tell that this is really, MTV's really pushing for it. Yeah, and it's not really happening. Taylor also has a guy off in college who was like her major love throughout high school. And that was still, I think, simmering. And Talon was like, maybe he was going to be there just if they happened to break up and then he would jump in there. But uh, man, the wheeling and dealing of Talon is great. The conversations between you and him and of course him and Taylor, man, he's, he's he's got his game going. (laughs) <laughs> I love it so much. And by the way, since we are talking about talent, we interviewed him last week on the podcast. And right after I got a text message from Jason Waller and he screenshot a FaceTime between him and talent. I guess talent FaceTimed him like right after he, he hung up with us. So Jason screenshot it and sent it to me. They both have these huge full beards. And I was just cracking up because I was like, you guys are like grown ass men. <laughs> like what, what happened? <laughs> it was just the cutest picture. Awesome. I love that because usually we have a guest on and it's kind of let's get caught up. Let's discuss their impressions on the show. And then we kind of get into some of the stuff that happened on the show. I think like our second question to him had to deal with like, all right, did I cheat on you? Did <laughs> I cheat on Steven with you? <laughs> like, no, no fluff. We're just getting right yeah. into it. <laughs> the hard-hitting so questions. That's one of those conversations I would never think we would have doing this show, like that particularly. <laughs> and then I remember just catching myself like, this is so funny. We're sitting here talking about this so many years later, <laughs> which is so interesting in its own weird way. But it's funny because it's just all water under the bridge. So well, and we get to make fun of each other. It up because like I said, I mean, I've been sitting here like, oh my God, did I really cheat on Steven with talent? But no, <laughs> I didn't, damn it. So I'm very I was gonna happy say you were breaking that news to me. I was like, wait, what? All right, another name to the list. Oh, Somebody gotta shit. get 
Glad I came out of that one unscathed. <laughs> well, so Talon has one of his good lines is he's on the phone with you and you're kind of teeing up, I think, a dinner with between the two of you. And he says, we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot on my mind. <laughs> Do you remember that conversation? Was this a real one or did he say that just for MTV? I know he's saying it for MTV in a way, but right. I, do you remember him saying that on the phone? And did you not just crack up? Well, you know, the thing with Talon is everything that came out of his mouth was funny to me. So mm -hmm. this line in particular didn't really resonate with me because everything I thought was hilarious. It was just Talon. Yeah, same it was old, just Talon. Old. That was Talon. You always knew that something funny was going to be coming out of his mouth. <laughs> He's a great character. He I love really how the is. girls get back Talon and Jason and Cedric were, you know, Jason and, and Cedric had pranked them with scaring the shit out of them yeah. uh, with the blood on the windows and whatnot. So then they wrap their car with, I guess, saran wrap and silly string and get them when they're surfing, which is really funny. And then we have the drama between Jessica and Jason and Alex. And it's the same conversation between you and Alex and Jessica, where I think Jessica's ranting, like, I still don't have any proof that, that anything's happening and he's not cheating. Once I have proof, I'll break up with him. Concrete and you're just like, proof. <laughs> like you're like verklempt. You're just like, you have this Good look word. over to, Al to Alex that's <laughs> that's like very genuine. We're like, fuck, when are we going to get through to this girl? Like, what is it going to take? I know. I know. Well, And then the dinner that they have <laughs> just oh. kills me. I haven't laughed so hard in a scene when it's Jason and Jessica. They step outside to have a conversation. And Jason is coming down on Jessica for the way she's acting. She goes, well, how am I acting? And he goes, you tell me. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> What? <laughs> this is so I one of those so hard. <laughs> it's so one of those high school fights, and also on camera too, which just makes it that much more nonsensical. And just like <laughs> no one wants to take responsibility for their shit. No one wants to say how they're truly feeling. Yeah. I mean, Jason is so clearly not into this this relationship. Jessica's trying to like call him out on shit, but doesn't have anything specific to call him out on. It's just like right. he's kind of being a jerk. He's not answering her phone calls. Uh, oh man. But and yeah. Then no when, nothing is actually said. There's really no resolution. And then all of a sudden they're kissing and it's like just it out. water <laughs> under the bridge. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, Jason's just hitting a cigarette outside. <laughs> well, he's yes. like definitely comes. He doesn't want to be at the dinner whatsoever. Of course. I actually find it kind of interesting that he did the show too, because you could tell he's really over being there, or at least I think as he's understanding once he signed up to do the show that they're really starting to hone in on him and Jessica and this Alex thing. And he just does not want to deal with that. And I can relate to that. You start to figure it out and you're constantly having to talk about something. You're like, this does not exist. And I don't want to talk about this on camera, but I could tell any situation that he was going to, Jason was going to show up drunk and yeah. he was going to not want to be there and he was going to be pissed off about the situation. And then it would just kind of also feed into what's happening between him and Jessica, which is their, their relationship should not be happening <laughs> whatsoever. No. In no world do these two exist long-term. So yeah, I just, oh man, it was so funny right when he sat down. It's so awkward. It's Everyone's fighting. Jessica's just calling him out. And they get outside and they have their little argument. And then inside you got Cedric going, poor Jason. And then Alex yeah. H, good voice of reason, like, poor Jessica, which is true. Poor even Jessica, though I would say. I would say definitely poor Jessica. I mean, listen, yeah. What I said back in the day, she let him get away with murder. But in the same breath, it's like, I don't even understand why Jason was with her because he clearly wanted no part of this relationship. So that's what I really can't wait to talk to him about. Like, why were you even with Jessica? <laughs> that's a good question. Write that one down. <laughs> that's an easy one to ask him. That's on my um, list. <laughs> there's a, a funny little MTV moment as they're tying the episode together. And of course, why you and Talon aren't there. And somebody says, where's Kristen? And they show... Alex H. 
but then they cut away from her and she goes, she went out with Talon tonight. <laughs> and it's a, yeah. it's a wild line that they had to record. And then, of course, we go to the dinner with you and Talon. And, and I love this it. dinner, you, like, this dinner yeah, was one ahead. of the last things that I filmed as well. This was also a pickup scene. Really? No yeah. Like really the stuff with Talon and I was more pickup scenes towards the end of the season because they obviously wanted to keep this going. You want to know why, how I can tell? <laughs> this is so fucked up. I had gained a lot of weight towards the end of senior year. And in at Alex's house, when he calls me to ask me out, I'm like a solid 10 pounds heavier than I ever was. <laughs> and I just remember, I think it was in the summer that we filmed that scene. So they definitely were splicing all of this to continue the love triangle between Taylor, Talon, and I. But this was filmed much, much later. What was the cause for the, uh, the actual, was it more chocolate back in the day? Is that still? <sighs> I know. As, as when we started this podcast, I'm over here just crushing chocolate. <laughs> Guys, like I get, I get on the video with her and she's just smashing a chocolate bar. I'm like, good for you. It's 10 Literally in the morning. Literally a whole bar. Well, it's 12 here. I just want you to know. Oh, okay, there um, you go. Breakfast of champions. But it was probably drinking a lot. And I think I was eating like shit too. So you're getting your freshman 15. It was like, you. I mean, you yeah. pretty much were in college at that point because as you I said, you were spending- mentality. You did. You had the college boyfriend. You were yeah. up in LA every weekend. You're like, I'm going to get this college first 15 out of the way. Let's <laughs> do it go. right away. See, I always did things ahead of the time. <laughs> Oh, man, too funny. So mature you were. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's interesting that you guys shot that at the end. So this is, you're starting to see some of the old MCV reverse engineering and how you said at the beginning that call where you guys had your sidekicks, where I think the, the show is obviously a success at this point. So yeah, getting brands to fork over some dough and then gift you guys some product to put on the show. Product placement. <laughs> I was looking for that word earlier. I told there you, you go. About. The that's product the placement, of yes. course. So you have that dinner... Again, I, I'm just cracking up. Like, how are you not laughing? This thing, which you are laughing. You, you have your sweet smiles throughout, which I find funny. But <laughs> as you said, you're like, this is just talent. It's almost like you knew what to expect. Uh -huh. He has a line at the dinner. He's like, I'm the nice guy who finishes last. <laughs> like, I know. Wait, it's so funny. He said that on our podcast too. Remember? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Oh, he still he said, got it. Yeah. Still got it. Oh, I love talent. Yeah. No, filming He's with great. him was always so funny. I would just laugh my way through it. But it's... It's funny because we're talking about game playing and I'm sitting here saying, yeah, I play games. <laughs> like just like straight to his face. Like, yeah, I'm 100% yeah. playing you. <laughs> and then as we move into the next scene where him and JP are skateboarding and then they go and sit in the barrel and have a little conversation about JP. you. You could see... You could see how the LA is starting to come into town. He's wearing his Von Dutch shirt. And oh, he's got a, yeah. He's got an ear pierced at this point, which is funny, <laughs> which... Not the first one. I think I saw Jason has one of his ears pierced, which I, I don't remember that being a thing in Laguna. I definitely I don't either, actually. Yeah. Those no boys, again, nobody. were ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. JP had his lip pierced and, and Tal had his ear pierced. Oh, man. Yeah. Was, I was laughing. But JP's got a good point. It's like, and this is, this is you, a good way to sum you up in high school. Mm -hmm. She's super cool, but you can't get really into her. <laughs> it was like, take that I from guess, me. Yeah, yeah, you could really vouch gotta, for that, huh? <laughs> you gotta be, gotta be careful. I will it's break like, your heart. <laughs> yeah, such a heartbreaker. So it's funny that they're talking about what town and, and you could be. And then you're like, yeah, gotta be careful. She's a heartbreaker. Transition. And it's you and Alex at your house holding up pictures of all your conquests. Although I mean, <laughs> it's like, I am not proud of these moments. I just want everybody to know that. Okay. <laughs> this, this is, is, like, this is actually them. hard for me to watch. And the fact that I just like so nonchalantly was like, yeah, I fucked with his head. Yeah, I fuck with boys' heads. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, not to get too serious or too deep. This is obviously just a very lighthearted rewatch podcast. But mm. 
I definitely went through a phase in my life where I wanted everybody to love me. And it really boiled down to, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. I know that now as an adult, I've obviously had to work through a lot of shit and I'm not like that anymore. But I definitely, that was like my way of avoiding my heartbreaking was to just like break everybody else's heart first. So I have done a lot of reflecting over the years. I have grown up. Thank you very much. And I actually do look back on this and I feel really bad. I mean, especially for you because you were one of my real boyfriends and I cared a lot about, I mean, I was in love with you, but I'm not proud of these moments. So just want to say that. Sure. Look, I think we all can relate. I mean, this is why people are like, I don't know how you guys did that. Like, aren't you just incredibly embarrassed about some of the most vulnerable years of your life where some of the dumbest shit happens too? Yeah. (laughs) Stuff that you're not proud of is on camera and for the world to see. And yeah, it sounds like an absolute complete fucking nightmare. And maybe in a way, don't recommend it. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't regret it whatsoever. And it's funny because you realize you could deal with it. And you also, you have it to look back on in a way, be like, man, I'm so glad I'm not there anymore because you have. I mean, you've changed. I've seen it with you. Like there's still things about ourselves and our personalities are the same. I mean, you still have got this great charisma and energy and you're super fun. But, you know, you mature in a way that some of these insecurities that you just mentioned where you're talking about your father, that you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily understand are stewing and, mm-hmm. and boiling and then causing you to react a certain way. Like when I see you, you actually start to do it with Taylor in this season where you kind of, you're threatened by her in a way. And yeah. so you kind of call her out for like liking the attention, which is kind of what you did in season one with Lauren. And it's simply coming from an insecure place for yourself. And it's your way you overcompensate, right? Like you push back and you're like, I've got everything all figured out. I know exactly what's going on in their mind. You're protecting yourself from people really seeing what's going on behind the curtain with you, right? Well, and- really, when people talk shit, it's just a projection of what they're feeling or thinking about themselves, which is something totally. I've also had to learn over the years. So yeah, everything I'm saying about Taylor or Lauren or whatever is all about me. It's all an insecurity within me. And that's why when people are like, how were you so confident in high school? I'm like, I was not. I was the farthest thing from confident. (laughs) Oh, man. It's just wild. Well, it made for a very entertaining television. So you're (laughs) welcome, MTV. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, you guys, we are going to talk to you about our favorite HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. That's right. And looking for an easy way to eat well and save money? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. No matter your lifestyle or meal preference, HelloFresh has recipes sure to please everyone at your table. From fit and wholesome to veggie or family-friendly, you'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You guys, I got a couple of their Hall of Fame recipes that you have to try. I've had them myself, and they're very delicious, so I am sharing them with you. Please go check these out. If you're getting HelloFresh and you haven't tried these recipes, you're missing out. In the wintertime here, I love a good bowl of chili. Their classic beef chili with berlotti beans, poblano pepper, and cheddar cheese is delicious. You have to check that out. That is a favorite of mine. Also, I just recently had the Little Ears pasta, which is an Italian pork sausage, baby broccoli, and pesto. 
Uh, very good. I'm sorry, those are not vegan meals, but there are plenty of vegan options available to you on HelloFresh. Yum, those sound really good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach65 and use code Beach65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash Beach65 and use code Beach65 for 65% off plus free shipping. You guys, trust me, you're going to want to check out America's number one meal kit. We have this, uh, well, pretty much a very MTV dinner set up where it's Alex. They're finally getting Alex and Jason together for dinner, but it's only through Cedric and Casey being able to go out. This, of course, would never happen without MTV. And then it was funny how Casey said that she was going to leave her phone in the car or something to to get outside, right? Or to let- To leave Alex and Jason alone, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, I wonder when this was shot because it's Alex is about it and and she wants it to happen. And it, it seems like they're really plotting for something to happen. Maybe this is after- Jason and Jessica break up, but, or it's just MTV is feeding it to them already and they're kind of going along with it. And Alex, you know, M is kind of just taking the piss out of it too. Like Alex M just kind of is along for the ride and kind of laughing at the whole situation. Yeah. You get a lot of times where she's got this really kind of self-deprecating or, or uh, sarcastic humor that pops out in the show. And it's because when MTV's feeding her kind of what to do, what to say, and it's kind of awkward. She's kind of dancing around <laughs> when <laughs> Jessica and, and Jason are together and she's just, you know, she's mocking herself in a way. So she's playing along, but then we get to the dinner and then she says she needs to get up. And then Jason's like, oh, this is dumb, bro. Please don't fucking leave. And then first they leave. <laughs> and then MTV's just holding them outside. Like, well, yeah, don't go back in. Don't go back in. And then they give him the opportunity to go back in. And then Jason's like, oh, sweet. Fucking took it long enough. I you guys know. find your phone? How <laughs> awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> we should talk about Cedric a little bit because he's pretty major player, I feel like, in the season, and he's Jason's best friend. So he plays a role where it's kind of like Alex H is to you, where MTV mm-hmm. is using him a lot to help get what they need with Jason, <laughs> all the storylines, you know? Yeah, he he is. And Cedric was a really fun, outgoing, sweet guy. Jason and Cedric are actually still very good friends. And mm. kind of funny, Jay, I've talked how, about how Jason has moved to Franklin, Tennessee, where I live. And mm. Cedric is actually moving here in about a month or so as well. And he's also married with kids. And so it's going to be the three of us hanging out again, getting all of our families together. <laughs> Interesting. So Cedric and Jason still are really close. They're very close still. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's fine. I know. It's sweet. Another funny moment from this little dinner scene that MTV has set up to finally get Alex and Jason in the same spot is when they're alone they're, and they're having their little awkward conversation like, oh, what did we talk about? <laughs> and then Alex M lets it be known. She was like, do you have a party at your house? And he was like, how the hell do you know about that? Oh, yeah. She was like, well, I drove by your house. I was going near there. And he was like, Which what are you doing over there? Which we used to do all the time. We, us girls used to drive by guys' houses all the time. <laughs> guys used to do that too. We, really? We would, like, we would like park outside and be like, I wonder if we could see if they're home or if Oh my God, like, how funny. Sometimes we'd park outside and then we would call to see if like a light turned on. Cause sometimes it'd be late at night. Like, oh yeah, she's not going out tonight. <laughs> she's, she stayed in. We're like, all right, we go over there. Like, let's see if she's home and see if we can wake her up. And then she wouldn't answer <laughs> her cell phone. We'd call you know, we, everyone had house phones back then as well. Yeah. So we're like, fuck it. Like, we'll do star six, seven, seven. star six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Private number. Yeah. And we'll call the house phone and we'll see where the lights pop on. God, those were the days. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got Jessica calling Jason to just Jason's <sighs> voicemail. 
just home alone. Mm. So sad. Best news, bad news. <laughs> I remember this. There were some nights when we were dating where if, or if we were not dating and I was just trying to get a hold of you, just <laughs> wondering what you were up to. And your phone would, it would go straight to voicemail. I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, this, this, this bad stuff going on. I wonder why. I, so I would turn my phone off. You want to know what's funny? I still now, every single night when I go to bed, I put my phone on airplane mode. So if mm. you text me, it won't be delivered until the next morning. Or like people will send me voice notes and then they'll be like, my voice note isn't being delivered. So then they'll like write it out. And then in the morning, I'll get the voice <laughs> note and I'm actually like writing it out. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So nothing's That's changed. Funny. <laughs> I don't do the voice note thing. People, do you do you text through voice notes with people a lot? You know, a lot of is people say, well, sometimes it is, yes, but mm. people love to send them to me for some reason, but I'm not crazy about them unless I just need to get out a quick story and I can't type it and you need to hear like my inflections <laughs> with, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. emphasis on certain words. But no, I'm not <laughs> big on the voice text. I've used it a little bit when I'm driving, but it's not. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm not really, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm not too keen on it. No. Nope. Um, Anyways, we've come a long way from the sidekicks with our little voice notes and our Look at us. <laughs> and the fact that we could FaceTime, which is true. Man, uh, that's clutch. how we're filming this podcast. So thank God. <laughs> that's right. Well, we're not filming, we're just recording, but we're, we just yeah. have to see we still gotta see each other. Looking at each other's faces. <laughs> Audio only. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and thank God. <laughs> I do wanna say though, so there is a scene with Morgan and Taylor, and Morgan tells Taylor that she saw my car outside of Talon's house. With Taylor's reaction, I felt was very genuine. She seemed like she was legitimately really bummed on Talon. She called him a hypocrite. And just to paint the picture for you guys, Talon and Morgan lived across the street from each other. So that most likely happened. I would say that 99% happened. Look, MTV still has to craft their story, but I'm noticing what I feel like is a lot of genuine moments between people. And like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff I think that they're fighting for in the first season. But And everyone I think is kind of awkward, but... Some of the characters here are a little more comfortable, I think, around camera. Maybe MTV's doing a better job of kind of teeing up the characters to talk about what they need. But I feel like once people start going, there's a lot more conversations where you're getting genuine interaction between two high school kids talking mm -hmm. about their life in a way. Now, you can, you can really tell when they're, they're being forced to talk about a situation. It happens a lot, I think, with the Alex M and Jason uh, conversations. But there's some good scenes where I feel like, you know, there's... When guys are talking, whether it was JP and, and Talon sitting there talking about you, even though it's very set up for MTV, there's still kind of some sincere moments. You sitting there with Alex H. I mean, you and Alex H. have a lot of good scenes together where <laughs> she's helping tee up a lot for you and you guys have a real kind of back and forth and it feels more more genuine, which is cool. And also, I, I guess I'm just, I'm not as close to it, you know, with scenes yeah. that I'm in and I'm talking to my friends and I know I'm like, oh, fuck, this is all so set up and it's so hard to watch. But it's more interesting, I think, watching. So I'm enjoying this episode so far. Yeah, by the way, you get to you know be what? a viewer. <laughs> I <nice>. am. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. I'm actually not as in this season as season one either. So it's actually kind of nice for me too. I get to kick back a little bit too. Although there's some nasty things said about me, which in a scene with Taylor Ooh. and Talon here on the beach, Taylor calls yeah. me a whore. I remember at the time mm. being like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> but Taylor did apologize to me for this, and she was actually hammered when she filmed this scene. I remember her telling me that, and she f actually felt very bad about what she said about me, and she did apologize to me, and that meant a lot to me. But yeah, watching it again, I was like, "Damn, yeah, no, she went for it." <laughs> you know what? I was wondering why she went there because Taylor didn't it seemed a little out of character for her, mm -hmm. and I I noticed it's so funny. You said that she texted you and said that she was drunk because I was like. Is she drunk? 
Yeah. She's very, her guard's down. <laughs> and I mean, her and Talon are like having this real conversation. They're having a feelings check back and forth of how they feel. And it's like bright daylight outside. And I was like, I don't know if she can be drunk, but who knows? It was <laughs> we, a Saturday We definitely, afternoon. yeah, no, we figured yeah. it out back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think it mattered what time of day it was. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. But this scene was interesting to me. There's a, a, a lot of moments here. Talon is is wheeling a deal, and as, as you like to say, they're out here. <laughs> Given his perspective, he's got a few lines that had me cracking up. But you could see that, you know, what MTV is trying to build between the you and Talon and Taylor thing. The Talon and Taylor thing was real. There was, I think Talon always had a crush on her, but knew it, it was never really going to happen. I don't think Taylor was more the kind of girl to just, like, hook up with a guy, like, on a random night, you know? She wasn't... Yeah. She was just different in that way. And girlfriend um, material. <laughs> yeah. But uh, look, I think that, yeah, I think that, that I could tell that that was probably going to be a moment that she wish she could have back when she calls you the old W word. <laughs> I've said enough <laughs> terrible things on this show to repeat it here. <laughs> Except for when I'm referring myself as a whore, I can call myself a whore, but old man whore. Man whore. Hardly. Uh, we were all whores back in the day. I mean, clearly. <laughs> wow. The hookup culture was strong. I mean, even in the opening... It's, it's in so my, incestuous. It really, it's so incestuous. Even in yeah. the opening of this episode, I'm like, the real question is, are we going to hook up? Like, what? I mean, I know that was a line <laughs> from MTV, but still the fact that I was like, okay, I'll say that, no problem. <laughs> you know, I do remember, I think a sincere thing from MTV was them being genuinely curious about how there was this casual hookup culture in our town. And... Talon kind of alluded to it when we spoke to him, where it was a small town. Everyone liked to have a lot of fun. <laughs> and like Laguna is in Orange County, but you had to live within its boundaries to go to Laguna Beach High School. And there was only a certain amount of people that, you know, there's like 24,000 or something. And the other cities, whether you go to Newport, San Clemente, all the cities around, they're like almost 100,000. It's, it's double or triple what Laguna is. So kids that went to our, our high school, the numbers, the kids that we graduated with, it was all smaller than the schools around us, which made for tough sports because unless it was a water sport, <laughs> we got our asses handed to us in everything. It was terrible. Football, yeah. it was, yeah, it was kind of fun to go to the games, but we were just getting crushed. They just had a bigger pool to choose from. So also it kind of spills into everyone had a bigger pool to choose from as far as hooking up with people. Yeah. It wouldn't be so incestuous, but man, our school, whew, Really? It, we went for it. Although I will say, I think we should clarify what hooking up means. It can mean anything from kissing to having sex. I mean, it's a very gray area. It's not like yep. anytime you say hooking up, it means you had sex. Because I say we hooked up about, I think, Talon originally, and we had only kissed at the time. And so- You know what's, a, you know what's another funny thing I remembered? Jessica and I had a little moment no. before she before what? she dated Dieter. When? <laughs> when you were a junior? Uh, just way back in the day. I don't know what it was, but there was wow. a, a, a little little moment where we hung out and I'll never forget it because I was driving that black Explorer and she came over to my house and for some reason- some Where bright, was I in the mix of all this? I need a time oh, frame on this. <laughs> you you definitely weren't around yet. This was, this yeah, was when okay, I was still okay, okay. very pure and- uh, okay, okay, because I corrupted you. That's right. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was still in one piece. Humpty Dumpty was just sitting on the wall casually. Right, 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 right. She was like- <laughs> 14. And I think I just got my driver's license. So it would have been- So you were a sophomore. Uh, yeah. So I was a sophomore. Okay. And okay. Uh, she was a freshman and I had my dad's car <laughs> and I invited her over. She, we were hanging out and then we were driving over to her house 
and I let her drive. Oh, the car, wow. Wow. That was nice. Which, <laughs> I mean, illegal look, and nice. <laughs> Jessica, very sweet, but wasn't mm. one of my smartest decisions. But we were driving over, and I remember we were coming down this hill, and there was an RV parked on the side of the road. And I was in the passenger side. And so I'm closer to that RV parked on the side <laughs> of the road. And as she's approaching it, I was like, oh, she's kind of close to it. She's not going to hit it. She's oh, not gonna no. Hit it. And then right before we get to it, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to hit this thing. And then my whole <laughs> life flashes before my eyes. I'm like, how the fuck did I put myself in this situation? Oh, my God, I'm in so much trouble. And I was just bracing for us to get in this huge wreck crashing into this parked car. And she doesn't hit it. And it just Ugh. nicks the side mirror. So the mirror is just kind of just barely nick and it doesn't really do anything to the wow. car. And I'm now kind of like in the fetal in the front seat, like, holy shit. How did we not just run into that car? Wow. Well, I'm glad you're alive, first of all. I'm very happy about that. Also, I had no idea that you and Jessica had a thing. I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. I wonder if you would remember, <laughs> oh, man, she had to have known maybe back in the day, but it was such a quick little, I don't know. I think we were like spring break buddies or something. It was it was a <laughs> spring break buddies. <laughs> a little blip on the radar. So you guys did, didn't feel the need to let me know when we started dating. I get it. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. That's a great story. Okay, you guys, gentle reminders for the new year. Check in with yourself before offering help to someone else. Rest when you need to rest. Ask for what you need. And say yes to more things that make you feel good. Transport your mind to a world where you can relax and treat yourself to your deepest desires with Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Serenus J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash beach. dipsystories.com slash beach. All right, everyone. I'm going to take a minute to talk to you about our good friends over at Orange Theory there. They've been with us here for a couple of weeks. As you've heard me mention, I've been going to their classes. I've been checking out their studios and I am just loving what I'm getting results wise from Orange Theory. So you have to check it out. Orange Theory is a smarter workout for more results. A total body one hour group workout that combines science, coaching, and technology to guarantee maximum results from the inside out. It's a five zone heart rate based workout designed to transform you from the inside out and supercharge your metabolism for more caloric afterburn, more energy, more confidence, and or results. 12 to 20 minutes in the orange zone, three to four times a week is all you need to start your fitness journey towards a longer, more vibrant life. 
Guys, I've been getting those classes and I just love the way that Orange Theory tracks you. They track your progress. You can see how you're doing not only in real time while you're there at the studio in one of their classes, but also uh, over the course of many weeks and months as you're working towards those fitness goals. So if you guys are out there, you've got some goals in the fitness world, you're trying to step it up a little bit. Orange Theory is a great place for you to land so you can track all those results and also get pushed while you're doing it. This is a group setting. So you got people working out with you that are at all different stages of their fitness journey. You've got their coaches that are there to push you along the way, make sure you're doing all the exercises correctly. So I do recommend it. Get in there. Promise you, you're going to feel very good about it. And guys, get your first class free. Visit orangetheory.com to find a studio near you and book now. Love it or your money back. Ask about their 30-day risk-free guarantee. They know you will love your Orange Theory experience, so they guarantee it. Just take 12 classes during your first 30 days, and if you don't feel like you're living a more vibrant, happier, healthier life, take back all your money and just walk away. Let's wrap up the uh, the episode here. Let's jump into uh, some ratings. Okay. What did you... I'm so curious what you gave yourself personally since you're really not on it. Oh. You're mentioned a couple times. Yeah, there's still... All right. Well, I went with a C here, which is... I love not being in this episode, <laughs> but it's yeah. not, not the best moment for me. There is a, a spot where... Uh, when you're talking about your conquest with with Alex and you've got all your pictures up and there's a picture of us from one of our formals. And this was a tough one for me. We were broken up at the time, but we still went to the dance together and you were in an interesting phase. Like you have red hair. Did you notice that? Well, you, you've got full ginger spice okay. on us. I know. I dyed my hair black oh. and then I had to slowly work it back to blonde. So that was that was in the process. I of, don't remember that. Yeah. You don't remember that? I what wasn't supposed to be permanent, but anytime you put black dye on blonde hair, that shit's permanent. I don't care what they Damn. say. So I had to strip my hair and slowly work it back to blonde. So clearly this was in my phase of getting back to blonde. And yeah, I had a little um, orangish reddish tints to it. It was. Yeah, it was. This was. I remember this distinctly because again, it was it was a tough night. We had some sort of a, we had like a shitty kind of kickback at my parents' house after formal or something. And I was a a junior, you were a sophomore. So the seniors were having some sort of like really fun party and you definitely wanted to go to that. And so (laughs) you just bounced on me at the end of the night. And oh man, I took a tough L that night. Wow. You were Wait a minute. You were in the... This was winter formal, your junior, my sophomore it, year, and we were broken up? It might have up? been prom. I don't know. I think it might have been prom because maybe it was the second dance. Had to yeah, have been You know prom. what? And yeah. I think it was the last dance for those seniors. So your brother and his friends, a lot of people who you knew very well, like you were just like, fuck. They're, and I remember they rented a trolley. They rented one of the trolleys as their limo, if you will. Oh, that's fine. I, I don't remember, remember that. And I remember through the night, I was like, Chris is totally going to bail on me tonight. Because you were kind of like, oh, look, they look like they're having so much fun over there. And you're like, <laughs> like I want to go hang out with those guys. And our party was was not cool enough. It was, Shit. it was reverting back to when we were, when I was a freshman. And uh, the freshman girls just wanted no part of us. So they wanted to hang out with the older guys. So <laughs> we took an L that night. But you were also, you had, that was a look in your eye that I uh, was fierce. I mean, the, the ginger spice hair with like the red. I mean, actually, not you're not ginger spice. You're more like, poison ivy. There was a little bit of a, a oh, diabolical uh, <laughs> vibe to you this night. You, I think yeah, you had a red dress yeah. on because I'm wearing a red shirt to go uh, to match you with my suit. But the hair was... Um, a little devilish. Oh, yeah. What do they call that when they had... Oh, it's Mad Hatter, basically. You had some sort of... The hair was getting into... <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Well, I'm glad I don't remember this night because it doesn't sound like I did anything good. So it was a tough one. Uh, so yeah, that's the list of things I've blacked out of my memory. Anyways, <laughs> for that, 
uh, do love not being in this episode. However, the moment I am in it was a, a bit of a harsh memory. <laughs> so we're going to see. Sorry about it's that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting there saying that I played you essentially. <laughs> so understandable. I also went with a C because I feel like this is going to be a consistent theme this whole season where they show a little bit of my personality, but I still just, I do not come off well at all. Mm. They have definitely put me, you know, I'm I'm playing the character that they want me to be and I'm giving it to them. So you either loved me or hated me. (laughs) Tremendous entertainment value you're offering. The full Regina George is, yeah, it's an amazing (laughs) thing. So don't be too hard on yourself. You've come a long way. Uh, Thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) What about audience rating? So audience rating, I went with a B. I feel like it was just steady. Nothing earth shattering, but steady drama. A lot going on. Yeah, we're setting the table here. I think, you know, the next episode is, I know, winter formal. And I think we're building to what's going to happen there. It's kind of like they're using that episode as their episode five Cabo. And the first season was episode five. And based on what you're saying, how there's a lot of scenes that you shot with Talon and Alex at the very end of shooting when MTV now knows, okay, this is what our season's going to look like. Let's fill the gaps. You're coming back and shooting all that. So yeah, we're setting the table quite quite a bit here, mm-hmm. but I gave it an A. So there's there's not like huge drama happening, but I did give it an A minus because I do feel like there's some real conversations between a couple of kids in their teens who have some feelings towards each other. I mean, the way that you and Talon talk, there's feelings there that are real. The way Talon talks to Taylor, there's feelings there that's real. I think when Talon's hanging out with JP and they're talking and and they're talking about you, there's just, there's some, and I don't know if it's because they're getting better at it or MTV knows how to feed kids that kind of, or how to kick off a conversation a little bit better, but as they're not forcing the drama on us in this episode, and they're just kind of letting these kids talk and go about it. You want to know what? I actually feel like it's because you're removed from it. I guarantee it is the exact same formula. It is just as forced and staged, but because (laughs) you are not part of it, you're able to just watch it as a viewer. Honestly, that's what I really Interesting. think. And you're probably right. <laughs> because you and I had real emotion and real conversations in season one, too. I mean, there was also real emotion between most people, I would say. Yeah, but I feel like it was more heavy between us. And it was... But with yeah. these conversations, yeah. it's kind of... It's some fun kind of shit talking. Talon and Taylor shit talking each other. You and Talon. Okay, you know that what I mean? makes so sense. It's, it's entertaining yeah. for me. It's not as serious. Yeah. yeah. And you're just kind of giving it to each other. And, you know, the attitudes of kids at that age is coming out. And it's, you know, it's 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 funny for me to watch okay, and kind of remind like me of, of, yeah, what those times were like back in the day. So, yeah. Yeah. But we're setting the table for, I think, what's going to happen okay. in the next episode. You know what's so funny? My, right. my do-over? I, yeah, I what? should change it. Because what I have is I, I really wish Dieter stuck it out with Jessica <laughs> because she wouldn't have to go through all this shit. So my do-over- Oh, that's a nice- My do-over is yeah. not for myself. But now I'm like, after, as we just discussed how Jessica and I had our thing back in the day, maybe we could have avoided all of this. I wish I stuck it out with Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't have been a show. <laughs> Everyone's hearts would not be broken had that been the case. I'm just kidding, because then we wouldn't be here talking today, being able to go over exactly. what exactly went down in our little high school career. So- <laughs> Exactly. We learned so much. We had so much fun together. But Dieter was a good guy for Jessica. I think that they would have been paired off well. But yeah, it was. I think what happened was that it was not meant to be. Dieter was going to college and just kind of like us. So Jessica went for the. She bad should have stuck it out with Dieter. <laughs> Pulled a one eighty. Mm-hmm. Well, my redo is that I wish I had gotten in touch with my emotions a little bit more, so that I wasn't hurting all of 
You guys, you, Talon, everybody, every guy I came in contact with. (laughs) Have you ever had your heart broken, by the way? So no, people ask me this all the time. My heart has been broken in the sense of, you know, different reasons and different relationships. And I've obviously been very sad about relationships ending, but I've never had my heart broken in the sense of someone just like breaking up with me and ending it and moving on. Isn't that what? crazy? I know. I know. You got to come in though. Because I've always done the heartbreak. When your boys turn 18 <laughs> and they're off to college and they're like, peace, mom. I don't need you anymore. It's going to. I know. I know. It's going to be hard. Well, I already say goodbye to my kids every Friday and that's really mm-hmm. hard. So I feel like my heart breaks every Friday. <laughs> it's so funny. You're saying. Well, every other Friday, I should that say. You, that you can't. You didn't. You just never had your heart broken. But you were such a heartbreaker back in the day. It's, it's like the image of you like just laughing maniacally or, or, or cackling atop like a steamroller with all of your conquests in front of you. <laughs> that is a portrait of Kristen not, in, listen, in high school. But that was how I avoided getting my heart broken was by breaking everybody else's heart. It worked, hey, it's I a guess. strategy. I mean, look, it's- <laughs> It's for sure. So, I love I a strategy, a lot okay? of people can relate. A lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, what about quote? What was your quote? So I'm going to call it right now. I think we have the exact same one. Talon. Yep. I don't love you. I L U V U. That's it. What a brilliant line. So yes. He's going back and forth with Taylor. And it's the scene at the very end of the episode, which is, yeah, interesting that you mentioned <laughs> Taylor might have been a little drunk in that one. Mm-hmm. But the, the game that Talon is playing there, I mean, she's calling Talon out for being with you. And Talon says, I would be with her because I couldn't get anyone else. And Taylor's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Get, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Also, Fuck you, Talon. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And then, man, they're just like, she's like, why do you care about me, Talon? And then Talon says, I don't. And then he says, even if I say <laughs> I don't care about you a million times over, you know I care. And then she says, I hate you so much right now. And then we have what is a brilliant quote from Talon. And he says, I love you. I don't hate you. Well, I don't love you, but I L-U-V you. <laughs> It's so good. So good. Well done, Talon. He has the best one-liners. I love it. That's our guy. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, man, that was an interesting episode. There's some shit that... uh, Yeah. Yeah. A lot happening. (laughs) A lot going on. I'm looking forward to this next one, though, because I think we're getting some drama in in episode five as we go to winter formal. So as we know, it's kind of like a spring break deal. Everyone gets a little extra intoxicated on this weekend. And if the MCB cameras are there to capture it, it is to the benefit of all you viewers at home. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll see you guys for winter formal. Tune in, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back to Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Collette. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic. 